0: This is Cultivate a Good Life, Episode 158, Cultivating Clarity. This is an encore presentation of Episode 118, which was originally published in October 2020.
1: Our favorite kind of feedback on our podcast work is when our listeners share with us about the episodes and messages and personal impressions that are deeply resonating with them. Mm -hmm. We love hearing how listening to the podcast helps you to feel buoyed up, supported, and enlightened.
0: Our other favorite feedback is when you tell us how much you are loving the brands and products that we recommend. For example, I think it's safe to say that not a week goes by that we don't hear from someone thanking us for telling them
1: about Shine Cosmetics. And for a very good reason. Yes. Once you try their products, you'll see why Shine is our go-to brand for makeup. Not only the quality, but because everything they stand for is empowering women and girls. Plus their ingredients are gluten-free, cruelty-free, hypoallergenic, and paraben-free. It's hard to pick just one
0: favorite product, but we highly recommend the BB cream, lip gloss, and their concealer is the best we've ever used. Visit Shinecosmetics.com and enter the code Becky at checkout to save at least 10%. And you can use that code every time you place an order. Clarity. 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 What
1: do we need to get clear about? What Ooh. is clarity? here's the thing. I, I mean, could just be me, but I am feeling like there are so many opinions. There are so many things coming at us at all times. So many different ways of thinking, so many comparisons, just all, we have so much information that it is like drinking out of a fire hose. And we've talked about divisiveness, that information can be super divisive, but more than that, that much information can be really deeply confusing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes it paints a picture Of What an expectation is or what we perceive as an expectation for our lives or for who we should be or the right way to be a mom or the right way to be a woman or a feminist or a member of a church or whatever that means. So many like self-imposed expectations that we sometimes get in the weeds. And by sometimes, when you
0: say sometimes, I think it I mean, feels like most live, of the time. I mean, we
1: live in the jungle, we okay? We live deeply
0: in the weeds of the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, okay? <laughs> Apparently, that's the theme of our show today, With Clarity. I love it. It's kind of like, maybe it was meant to be. Maybe I can't it was to see to how else you tie this theme throughout your message. Right? Okay, so
1: I was actually talking to, I was at an event probably two years ago, and I was talking to my friend Rachel, who's a host of 3 and 30 Podcast, and this was actually the first time I met Rachel. It was a few years ago, and we were talking, and I was kind of confessing, to her, like, I am so overwhelmed. Like Mm. I am learning and I'm reading all the books and taking all the courses and learning all the things, but I feel so overwhelmed and I don't know what to do with any of it. And she said something to me that has totally stuck with me that I have to remind myself of again and again and again. And she was quoting someone. I don't know who she was quoting. Rachel probably knows. Um, but she said that I needed to stop collecting gurus And I was like, oh, that's funny because we put such a high premium on like learning and growth and progression and all of those things are wonderful, right? But really, we need to be building a firm foundation of clarity because here's what happens. Sometimes our foundation feels a little shaky, might be a little cracked, might be a little uneven. And sometimes we try to build all these things on top of it, information, infrastructures, all these things but the problem was never like lack of knowledge. The problem was we didn't have an understanding of our foundation, mm-hmm. and so clarity mm-hmm. is um, that foundation. It avoids it avoids us. And raise your hand if you can relate to like throwing money at a problem of feeling uneasy or unsettled or in your life where all of a sudden you are looking for a magic solution or a magic pill or a magic you know, quick therapy fix. session, a quick, whatever mm-hmm. it is where you're like, someone fix me, someone fix me. So then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I think we can all relate at one time or another. Mm-hmm. Can to I me that
0: way? Can I say something about the, when you shared that conversation with me a while back that you mm-hmm. had with Rachel, that's, that struck me as well to stop collecting gurus. But what, you know, a couple years later, the perspective I want to add to that is that gurus, because Beck, you're a guru, I'm a guru, like Mm -hmm. that we're here to inspire each other, to teach each other, to learn from one one another. And I think the point is, going along with what you're saying, is how significant that is, that once we have that foundation that is so solid and so much more clear than it ever was before – then the gurus will come and go and can have a really positive impact on us. But there's a difference in a guru enriching your life and a guru leading your life. Thank you for saying that. That's exactly what I'm feeling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So stop collecting gurus, meaning stop looking for these quick solutions or for someone else to kind of direct your life when really you're going to get to the core of having more clarity in your life so that you can have positive influence by gurus that come and go.
1: Well, and you know, Becky and I feel very deeply tied to Frozen 2. A little bit. Might be time to do a movie day and do I that. I know. I haven't seen that in a little while. Uh, Let's do it. And there's a song in it and I kid you not, you guys, this mm. is the song that I like put in put on in my car when I am feeling like garbage, when I am bottoming out, when I'm like I know the uh, one. I literally sit in my car mm-hmm. and the song is Show Yourself. Who See this? Welcome to the podcast, okay? We're going to tie it all together. Don't you worry. Because there's
0: another song that I thought you were going to talk about. Oh, no. Yes,
1: but that one, yes, go there. But show yourself. I sit there in my car, and I like – I don't cry because I really don't cry. But I like feel the feels, like get misty-eyed. And the one line in that song that strikes me every time – see, I'm even getting choked up thinking about it because this is like – this is my life mantra right now is – you are the one that you've been waiting for all oh, of your life. See, goosebumps. Right? Oh my gosh. You. You think it's going to be someone else, a different version of yourself, but really you've been waiting for yourself to step up this whole time. And this is what we talk about in documentary when we talk about being the hero of your own story. Sometimes you need a guide or a guru to get you to get you. Touched in, touched in, to get you um, focused in on who you are as the hero of your own story. But that is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Getting clear, getting clarity, building that foundation makes you the hero of your own story. Who doesn't want to be a hero? I want to be a hero. Who the heck doesn't want to feel like a hero? I know. I know. I can
0: be a hero,
1: baby. <laughs> we have so many songs. Sorry, guys. Just ready to come out. These songs them. are just coming. Okay, so there's this great... Okay, there's this person on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm going to share her. I really have no idea of her qualifications. I okay. don't know who she is. Who is she? I don't know how I found her.
0: I don't know where you're going I'm with gonna this. I'm going to
1: butcher her name. It's Heidi Pribe. Okay. So okay. it's Heidi. And then her last name is P-R-I-E-B-E. So if anyone knows who she is or knows her... Tell her she rules. Okay, and she just writes some of the most profound, succinct, articulate thoughts. Okay, that just really get me thinking. Yeah, I see lots of words, like a lot of her. Oh, graphics. she's a wordsmith. Yeah, when you know me, we, I know <laughs> we
0: love the, words. Bring the on words. The words are the
1: paintbrush <laughs> for me. And she posted this um, hmm. this comment, okay. and I wanted to read it. It says, "You can only give to the extent that you know how to receive." You can only love as fiercely as you let yourself be loved. Hmm. You can only see to the extent that you are visible. And you can only walk with other people as far as you have walked alone. Mm. Is that not so beautiful? That literally our capacity for being able to connect with, reach, help, serve other people is dependent on our ability to do that for ourselves. Because let me tell you what happens if you don't have your sense of self. Sometimes service becomes a crutch; it becomes a buffering behavior. And you, there's this, there's this quote that goes around that says to lose yourself in service. And I think some people take that very literally, where they feel so une- you know, so uneasy with themselves that they throw themselves into service with other people. And while service is never a bad choice, it also is not a substitute for you doing the work to feel at home, to feel totally fortified and clear about who you are.
0: What do you mean about the work? So I know what you oh, mean. Oh, there's so much great Right? Work. Is that, it, but if I just don't even know what you're talking about, and I do have a desire to get more clear with myself, and I don't want to hold on to those crutches, is that where you're going with this conversation? Are oh, you talking yeah. about the
1: work? Okay. We're talking about right. the work. Because I,
0: I, I, I hear you, I feel you, and I want to get to the work, Hmm. And what is that? Get
1: to the work. Okay. Okay. So let me give you just a little context here. So here is my belief. Um, I've worked for a long time in, you know, working with people. I've done speaking for a long time. I have a lot of experience hearing a lot of people's stories. And here is the common denominator that I have pulled out. Okay. People oftentimes feel like there's something wrong. There's something off um they might even say like no there's nothing wrong i love my life i love the people in my life it's just i just feel like there's something more or i just feel like i'm missing something or i just don't feel like totally settled okay this is a common denominator because to be quite honest when you have trauma or something obviously wrong it's almost easier to fix that because there's like a very prescribed set of ways to like mm, deal point. with trauma mm-hmm. right but when you can't even pinpoint what is wrong You're like, is there anything wrong with me? Am I defective? Is something happening? Am I not in the right place? Am I not doing enough? Am I doing too much? And you just cannot get out of this hamster wheel, okay? Mm -hmm. So I believe that we come to this earth as a a whole, complete, worthy, inherently good being, Mm -hmm. okay? We have characteristics. We have traits. We believe that we are children of God. So we have all these wonderful things inside of us. And then we come to earth and we grow and we learn, And then we start to see how the the earth kind of has these boxes, right? Like we don't know how they get there or why they're there. And it could be culture or media. It could be self-imposed. Whatever the situation, there are these boxes. And somehow we delineate from who we were when we came to this earth, that perfect, whole, complete, wonderful being. And we start to try to put ourselves in these boxes because it's who we perceive we should be or who other people have told us we should be. And we start to move further away from who we are and who we have always been in an effort to like put ourselves in these boxes. And that works for a little while. But then guess what happens? What happens? We realize those boxes are jail. Okay. What are, give me examples of boxes real quick. Okay. So boxes are like labels, mother labels, motherhood. Okay. okay? So you get this idea conjured in your head, maybe from how your mother was or wasn't from images of mothers we see on media, how we perceive people around us are mothering. And so we build this box in our head of what is a good mother. Okay. Okay. And we try to shove ourselves in that box Mm -hmm. and we continue to try to shove ourselves in that box. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that that box that we're putting ourselves in is a jail. It's taking us away from who we are and trying to create something that we're totally not. And that's when we have that feeling of everything's okay. I have no right to be upset or feel unsettled in my life. And yet I feel incomplete Hmm. because we have moved away. We are denying the person that we have always been all along those wonderful, good, unique things about us in an effort to fit ourselves into boxes Boxes suck, you guys.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I I think of boxes as labels, and they're kind of synonymous in the way that you're describing it, and I think the older I get, the more I feel that they just don't, don't help with anything. Labeling myself as anything or labeling other people as anything just truly doesn't help me, doesn't help others, so
1: fitting myself into a box... Because because the boxes, the expectations, Mm -hmm. the the, the, whatever we've conjured up in our head is the ideal version of ourselves. It's a myth. Mm -hmm. And here's where it gets really concerning for me is sometimes people assign, they, they forget who is building those boxes and they might blame God and they might be like, well, in order to be a good girl or the right kind of person, I have to be in this box because this is the box that God has created. And let me tell you, I'm just going to say it straight. God does not build those boxes. Satan builds those boxes. Okay? That whole box building, that whole living in this very like delineated way, that is not from God. That is not good. It's not right. It's not truth. It's total deception. It's total Satan. It's total darkness. And what we need to understand is God is the one who holds the keys to get us out of those boxes. Okay. That is who we need to return to. That is returning to ourselves and the pieces of godliness inside of us is where we find release from those boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. I went off on a bit of a tangent about the boxes. Sometimes you
0: just got to call it out But seriously, and, and understand the role of opposition in the way we think of ourselves. And that's what you did. So I'm glad you
1: went there. So this is another thing that I see a lot is people will say, well, I feel like I should do this, but I'm not sure if it's me or I'm not sure if it's God. Like we talk a lot about impressions or having intuition and we feel intuition. And I I can ask these people, do you trust God? Like, do you trust that intuition? And usually, yes, of course I trust the intuition. And where the problem comes in is that they might trust God, the universe, light, intuition, whatever you want to call it, but where they have problems is that they don't trust themselves to identify that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm it saying? Does to me. So you can trust God and not trust yourself. Mm-hmm. So that would be like if you're having an impression, intuition, whatever, feeling God, feeling the spirit, having prompting, whatever you want to call it, and not recognizing that that is what it is. Because you have a narrative in your head of like, oh, is that really it? I don't, mm, I don't that's probably just for me. That's probably just from being not actually what I should do. I think it's really common to doubt. And so the problem really lies there is that we don't trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is why clarity is so important because I think the work of trusting ourselves is like the work of this lifetime. Mm. It's not so much about learning to trust God because I think we're actually way further along in that work than we like give ourselves credit for. Mm -hmm. It's that we don't trust ourselves enough to identify When we see God in our lives, Mm. when we see impressions, counsel, direction, when we are allowing, we talk about availability, when we allow God the availability, we still have to trust ourselves because we can be available all day long and be receiving all kinds of wonderful guidance and affirmation and all this stuff. But if we won't receive it, Mm -hmm. what's it for? And we have to trust ourselves. I've gotten a
0: little better about that Um, recently and just want to share an example. I was, you know, hiking. I got to go there because that's... Hiking is the place. Hiking is where I receive so much. I know you do too. We have that in common. Um, It's not the same for everybody. But for me, a lot of times when I'm hiking and I'm prayerful and I'm very mindful of just being open and receptive... And then I, and then I am, I am, I'm open and I'm receptive and I have these thoughts. I've caught myself being like, yeah, but that's not, that's not the thought that I think he means to give me. (laughs) And then I have to catch myself and go, look, I literally just cracked my heart wide open and said, I'm open. I'm receptive. Whatever it is that you have that you need me to feel or hear or learn or understand right now. So why for, one second, what I doubt, what then came to my heart and my mind within five minutes or 40 minutes or whatever. Like, why would I question that? And I've really had to train myself to be like, hello, you asked, you asked, and you believe in him and you believe him. So if he's giving so you- So the question is, yeah, do you believe in yourself? What- I am getting to a much better place in believing myself. But the question should be asked of all of us. I always have work to do. We always all of us have work to do with that. But that's the thing. That's that's the challenge is learning to trust yourself. And that's why I gave that example. I love that of trusting example. myself in that, you know, in that scenario when I literally asked and I trust him like, of course. So the thought and impression I just had, of course it is from him. So trust myself
1: and knowing that that's exactly how this works. So there's an amazing quote from an amazing man named Lorenzo Snow, and I'm just going to go there. And so if you do not have a religious um, affiliation, you can put this into terms of however you view like truth in the universe. For me, that is very clearly a loving heavenly father. But I wanted to share this quote. And he says, we are born in the image of God, our father, he begot us like unto himself. There is the nature of deity in the composition of our spiritual organization. So what that means to me is that we have literal spiritual DNA. So when we're talking about God, um, there are literal pieces of divinity of that very same deity inside of us. And I think that is the piece for us that is really hard to trust. And I think... If I was someone who was, if I was opposition, if I was wearing that hat, I know that I wouldn't get people to deny eternal truth or deny God because obviously like God's awesome. But what I would do is I would make them doubt the pieces of that, that live inside themselves mm. and that connection between the pieces of that inside of ourselves and God or truth or the universe or whatever, however you relate that concept The delineation of that is where we get into some serious Mm -hmm. trouble. And where I say like, not like catastrophic trouble, like you're ruining your life. I'm talking about general discontent. Mm. Because if I were Satan, if I was the opposition, I would know that I'm not going to get me to go murder someone or start doing drugs. Like that is not the next step for me. But can he keep me in a place of complacent discontent? Yeah he totally could. I'm totally susceptible to that Mm. because that is like the adjacent possible of opposition for me. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be in a place of complacent discontent. We were created for way more than that. Okay. So I have four, I'm going to call them considerations of things that I want us to consider when we are thinking about clarity or how to become very clear and focused on who we are. Um, and then I'm going to give you some additional tools. Because this work is kind of our jam. Love it. It's kind of our fave. Okay. So the first thing is, it's an exercise we actually bring up in the audio course. You heard us mention before. mentioned, but we didn't tell them.
0: I've just got to go here because we do have lots of new listeners. So if you're not even sure what the context is of the course, classroom.beckyhiggins.com. It's an audio course that Becky and I created together. So there's just a little point of reference as she continues Mm -hmm. talking about it
1: exactly and I'm I'm not going to do a super deep dive into this and if you're interested in this concept go to the course because we do a super super deep dive very meaningful activity surrounding this and what I call it is your fearless childhood self and where this exercise kind of came up is there was a time and you probably either know someone or can relate yourself in young motherhood where I remember feeling that very weird discontent Like nothing was really wrong. Everything was okay. And I felt guilty for having discontent because I also recognized that my life was pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know it was wrong. And so I tried to like look for information as I do like what's wrong. And one phrase that I kept seeing in a lot of different places was losing yourself in motherhood. And it was a very popular like self-help catchphrase, Mm -hmm. right? And to me, that was like the closest thing to what I felt. So I kind of latched onto that. And I was like, I'm losing myself in motherhood. Like I have totally lost myself in motherhood. And, it, and this became the narrative in my head. Yeah, you started identifying with it. I started identifying with it. And I started to actually feel like this was the cost of motherhood. Mm. Like you lose yourself in motherhood. And that's a noble and, and a, you know, like a commendable thing. Okay. Then I went and I visited, I visited my parents' house. And I was looking through like a box of little keepsakes my mom had and I was pulling out like the little awards and like the awards you get in like pre-K and kindergarten and like student of the month and like those, those little like meaningless awards. And all of them said like one was the Sunshine Award and one was the Optimist Award and one was like the Helper Award. And I started as I looked through the stuff to see a theme from my younger, way younger years. And it was all about like this very cheerful, hopeful like di- disposition that I had, okay? And I started to to really ponder that. And I thought, man, this seems really consistent. Like all these things are pointing kind of to the same thing. And I don't feel like I have that right now. So like what happened? Like what? where did I go wrong here? And I started to think about experiences in my childhood where I felt hopeful, where I felt free, where I felt completely happy and really I was identifying that as feeling completely like myself, mm-hmm. completely present in myself and I started to think back to a moment that I can identify really feeling that way and it was it was this time in my front yard and we had this tree out there which probably is five feet tall but to me it was like 50 feet tall, right? And I was wearing my favorite dress, and I had a necklace on, and I felt so good about myself. And I, ha- I had a Band-Aid on my knee because I had fallen, and I felt proud of that because I was so tough. <laughs> and you I was pretty climbing up <laughs> to, like, the 50th story of this yes. five-foot tree. <laughs> and I called my mom out, and I was like, Mom, look what I did, look what I did. And there was no self-doubt There was no like fear of falling. There was nothing but like, this is amazing. And that is my fearless childhood self. And so in the course, we dig really, really deep into this. But remembering who your fearless childhood self is, was, still is, who you have always been is a really great way to get grounded with who you actually are. Mm -hmm. And I know like, Sometimes the first time people hear that, they're like, that sounds so weird. Do it.
0: Do it. Yeah. I'm here to testify (laughs) because, you know, even Becky sharing that with me at first, I'm like, that's so interesting. That's so intriguing. I hadn't thought of it that way. And then when I actually did the work, because you better believe Becky and I both did all the work and all the work, we we didn't just like create content per se, we, we co-created. And so we both did the work for what we were both coming up with mm-hmm. and what we were curating together and separately so that we could actually experience this. And I'm telling you, when I when I did that and I dug deep, I was like, holy cow. Oh, wow. Okay. It's eye-opening. It's very eye-opening. And then it was like eye-opening times 10 when you, on a personal level, coached me even deeper, which is something I hope that you're going to talk more about. We'll
1: talk about that a little later. But that's but, yeah.
0: but this, this is a clarifying exercise for sure. And in the course, you really are walked through kind of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad you're planting the seed on that because it is very clarifying.
1: And for me, sometimes we have to trick our brains because if you sit down and you're like, okay, who am I? Mm-hmm your brain is never going to produce an answer. Like that is a far too vast question. Like you need direction and you need structure to help your brain to kind of extrapolate the things that are helpful for you. So what do we learn from our fearless childhood self? Well, for me, um, in the same time in young motherhood, I remember my husband kind of like being at odds. Like he was just like, I know you're not happy. I don't know how to help you. Do you need time away? Like, do you want to Like if I had to go on a girl's night or he was like, oh yeah, you go, you go do whatever. And he would have given me whatever I wanted. Now here was the problem. I would totally go to girl's nights or go do things, whatever, but it was never rejuvenating. Yeah. It was an escape. It was a distraction and certainly it was fun, but it didn't help me to come home and feel more contentness in my life.
0: Like your cup wasn't any more full than It wasn't. Yeah.
1: Although it was fun and I had time away. Totally. When I stepped back, I was the same mm mm-hmm. I, I hear you. And the problem is, is he would have said, I could have said anything to him. I could have said, I need to go to Africa and go uncover dinosaur bones. And he would have been <laughs> like, okay, we'll make it happen. Like whatever you need. But the problem was Beck, I had no idea what I wanted. I had no idea what made me, me or made me feel rejuvenated. What made me feel like myself? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And I think this is the place that people get stuck in like perpetually for years or an entire lifetime. And they start grasping at straws. They think, well, if I have a brand, if I have a business, if I have a relationship. If I weigh less. If I weigh less. If I look different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I am if I can lift more at the gym, if whatever if your thing is. If I live in a different neighborhood. Is, if my house is perfect, yep. if my house is clean, whatever, if I have perfect children, that's mm, another that's big, big one. one. But these are not things that help us return to ourselves. And what these are... And, and the problem is these are all good things, but when, but when we put them through this lens, they become buffering behaviors and honestly kind of run the same vein as addiction. And any of these behaviors mm-hmm. can become very addictive and very buffering if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. So when we think about our first childhood self and we think about like little five-year-old Becky in a tree, like what do I learn about myself from that memory, from that experience, from that feeling? Well, I know that I really love the feeling of being strong. I love remembering my strength because I had that band-aid and that's very important to the memory. And I know like that strength piece in me is really crucial to me feeling totally free and like myself. Um, Kind of the adventuring of like going beyond what I thought was capable. Also, clearly, very much a part of it. Connecting and including my mom in that experience um, being able to be fully present in what I'm doing at the moment; these are all things that I can gain from that experience that I can then articulate and say, "Well, these couple of things are really important to me." And so, how are these things showing up in my life right now, or how can I cultivate more of these things in my life?
0: So, can I ask you a question? Yeah, why why do you think it's important to pull in something from so long ago? Because every most people listening are adults, and Why, what do you think is the value in going back to childhood when really I've evolved so much, I've changed so much, I am who I am now, why Mm -hmm. pull that past back into my
1: present? Because I don't think that evolution, and we talk about like becoming who we're meant to be, I think the work of becoming is more about remembering and returning to who we've always been, to Mm -hmm. who we truly, truly are, to those inherently good, true, strong principles inside of us, that is where we feel alignment. It's never that you're becoming someone totally different. It's that you're becoming more yourself. Or
0: uncovering what's always been there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. What's always been there. So it's not, and, and this is where we need to have kind of the shift in mindset, that it's not about becoming or gaining skills so you can become different. Whatever that fearless childhood moment is, no matter how long you have to search for it, Who you were in that moment is who you are and you're inherently good. So returning to that will never be a bad thing. So being more aware of our core is important because that's, it's
0: almost like that's what centers and grounds us to be able to progress with any further work.
1: Absolutely. Because if you're not bringing yourself to your motherhood, yourself to your work, yourself to your marriage, you will not feel aligned. You will not feel peace and you will not feel fulfilled until you are present in it.
0: Is it your belief then that if I can get more clear about my core and who I really am, that I actually can show up as a way better version of myself in my relationships and in my work and in my... You're able to
1: show up as yourself. But what if free I free from uh-huh. all the things all the input all the expectations self-imposed or otherwise free from self-doubt free from you are free mm-hmm. keyword being free to show up as yourself and if your belief is that the world needs your very specific kind of awesomeness this is what we need to do this literally is the path to get there I'm convinced okay Becky mm-hmm. I have a question for you yeah. because I can I can probably Feel some hesitation to this this notion about fearless childhood self.
0: If you me. had
1: one I'm a believer. Not from you. Not from me. But no, I just no. want to answer the question for yeah. like the yeah. doubting listener. Oh, for sure. Which please, by all means, question, doubt, explore. Like literally, if you're doing that, good for you good because for that is exactly you. what you should be doing. As a mother, Beck. Yeah. You have three kids. Yep. What is your greatest desire? I mean, greatest desire above all else for your children above
0: every, everything else. Cause I want so much for them. I know. I, <laughs> the list could be like the five list miles is like long. The like a really, really long one, but at the core, especially in the last couple of years, uh, maybe longer, three, four, maybe even five <laughs> years, I've become so much more aware that if they can just understand truly who they actually are and their inherent value, that literally affects everything else in their life. So in one word, Identity, understanding their identity. If my kids can know their identity and from where they come and who the, who they are, whose they are, mm-hmm. then I can worry a whole lot less.
1: I one thousand. <laughs> I can sleep a whole lot you. better because you know? I think every other thing that we want for them stems from that very important piece of mm-hmm. identity. Yep. And I say that most people, if your parents listening, would agree with exactly what you're saying, mm. right? If we want that so bad for our children, why would we not want that for ourselves? Right. To really dive in and not just surface level understand our identity, but really dig in to not only understand, but love. To love who we are. To be confident in who we were created to be. That is what we're all searching for. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it wears a hat of looking like something else, but at the core of human needs, we all just want to feel confident and love who we are.
0: I don't know if everybody knows that that's what they want.
1: Well, I'm telling you, it's what you want. <laughs> okay. If you dig deep, you if know? you go beneath the layers and mm-hmm. you can, like I said, you can dress it up like many things, but I'm telling you at the core, that's what we all want. Because can I just go out and go on a limb here and say, I think that's God's highest desire for us is to know and love who we are. Mm. What more could a parent want for a child than that? Because that is the foundation of clarity that you can build incredible things on top of, incredible and lasting things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the second area of consideration is I want you to think about what is your definition of success? Because as I mentioned before, sometimes when we are not feeling that complete confidence and love of who we are, we are looking for external validation to convince us that we are worthy and loved and confident in who we are. So what is your definition of success, Becky Higgins? You're asking me? I'm asking you. Well, I want the listener to chime in with their answer.
0: Darn it. <laughs> if only we had a call-in system. Um. You know, that's a, it's such a high level question. So I almost wish you broke it down and asked me what's your, what's your definition of success within your family life? What's your definition of success within your marriage? What's your definite, you know what I mean? Let's just
1: take it down to, let's take it to business. Okay. Let's bring a little business in.
0: I I wasn't going to ask you to go specific. I was just expressing that would be easier. So so let me, let
1: me explain. I'm going to go there. Let me explain my journey with business. Okay. Okay. So during this time where I was like, there's something more, there's something more. I'm like, duh, I need a business. Okay. Okay. So I started this little dressmaking company called Lulubug designs. And I would like hand sew girls dresses. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was so fun and successful. And then it wasn't fun anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I realized making dresses while cool and fun and awesome literally didn't fulfill me. Hmm. It was fun. It was a distraction. Sure. I made some money, but it did nothing for me. Mm. Okay? Okay. So then I moved on to t-shirts. Yep. So I am like and and here's the thing, I was getting closer, right? We started out with dresses. We moved on to t-shirts and it was those t-shirts that had like really fun words on them. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to know myself better like that words were my jam, okay? Mm-hmm. So I started to make t-shirts and that was even more successful. Mm-hmm. And I was like loving that until guess what
0: why did you just stop loving it then I
1: didn't love it anymore oh, why because it was cool yeah but it didn't actually fulfill me right so then I moved on and I was like you know I'm just gonna take a break and figure this out and then I was asked to be PTO president so I felt totally flattered <laughs> and like oh my gosh they want me <laughs> so I became PTO president and I put all my effort into becoming the best PTO president the world has ever seen. And you really were. And I'll be honest, I was pretty <laughs> dang good at it. We made a lot of money. We had all the quantifiable data to support like how amazing like the bo- the PTO board was. Okay. And I loved it. Uh-huh. And I felt a little bit more like myself because mm-hmm. now I was in a leadership role that, you know, cultivating and, and kind of adventuring, like working beyond what I thought was possible. And so I was finding pieces of myself mm. But two years into that, I was like, nah, I'm not totally fulfilled by this anymore. Still not fulfilled. Dang it. And here's the problem. Because I was using all of these things to try to find myself. Hmm. I was looking, I was doing these really great jobs, hoping that it would fulfill me or hoping that it would make me feel a certain way about myself. And while, like I said, the action was better than inaction because I did find pieces like clues of what actually sets my soul on fire. It was really still just a way to distract myself from the fact that I was still feeling discontent. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a business, whatever your endeavors are right now, like Mm -hmm. what is your goal of success? So now are you asking... Let's go business back. What is your in- goal of success okay. as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and as a creator?
0: That's too loaded of a question.
1: It's really not. Okay. You're making it complicated.
0: I am making it complicated because I want to take it in about seven different angles. Um, what is it, back? Okay. For me, I want... Okay. Sorry. I... Go with okay, Go there. I just... If I feel closer to my purpose by understanding my identity that much more clearer, that Mm -hmm. feels successful to me. That's probably not the answer you're looking for. No, that's perfect. But that's that's on track of what I really feel, and that's not the same answer I would have given 10 years ago. But if I feel aligned with what I feel called to do Mm -hmm. and that I'm serving in a way that brings help to people and also serves myself and my family and the world goes around and around Mm -hmm. and I sleep well at night knowing that that alignment is there Mm -hmm. and that I feel more closely to my, who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing, then that feels successful to me.
1: Okay. But what if like nobody comes? What if nobody listens? Doesn't matter. What if the, the analytics of the business are like not what you want them to be? what then? Then I would
0: ask questions. I wonder why this isn't working. I wonder why that's not working. But man, I really feel so strongly that I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Then I would just do the thing okay. because it doesn't have to make a dime for me to feel fulfilled and successful.
1: Ding, ding, ding. Okay. okay. So we've gotten to the heart of you as a business person then okay. in your business, in your current business. I'm not saying money or analytics aren't important. In fact, between the two of us, like I'm the analytics junkie. I love analytics. She does. However, if you're looking at what the core purpose of you being in business Mm -hmm. is and you have identified that piece as it brings you closer to who you really are and helps you feel true to your identity and the gifts you have, Mm -hmm. that is going to govern your choices moving forward. Oh, yeah. Because here's what happens. We get in business and we have maybe a little bit of success. A little bit of visibility, and then all these opportunities come open to us. Yep.
0: Yep. And yep. the ones
1: that seem like the best ones, like yep. this will skyrocket you. This will get you everywhere. This will mm-hmm. that might be the right thing, but there's a very real possibility that it might not. Because you need the clarity to know what are why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. What is the point? And then you can run every opportunity or situation or growth or different strategy you want to take through that is this bringing me in closer alignment with my identity? Is this bringing me closer to who I am mm-hmm. or does it not? Can I give a small example? Yes, because please. Because I got,
0: I got really clear about that several years ago without being able to articulate it the way that you are because that wasn't I wasn't able to articulate it at the time. But several years ago, I was being highly pressured by um, multiple sources to innovate, innovate, innovate. And basically follow trends, trends that already existed. And I felt madly frustrated because I didn't understand why people had an expectation that what I was going to produce was going to be the shiny new thing that made them a dollar Mm
1: -hmm. or
0: lots of dollars. But you see what I mean? And I didn't understand until later that the frustration was because my identity was being questioned. Because in my identity, I feel like I, I'm being guided and led and inspired in the space of guiding people and leading people and documenting. And so when that's being questioned or threatened or um, people are doubting me, then it puts my identity on the block like, wait, am I, is this what, like, is this my identity is just tied to whatever you think I'm gonna keep innovating? Am I making any sense? You're
1: totally making sense. And so
0: I realized after the fact, this is the best way to summa- summarize it, I think, is that when I understood what success felt like to me and how success had nothing to do with money and um, or visibility or number of followers or all those things that are quantifiable – then I was like, well, no wonder I was so frustrated because that was so misaligned for me to even think that that was my job. Mm-hmm. It's not my job.
1: Because having that firm sense on your identity, like I think you mentioned this before when I asked you the previous question, brings you peace. You lay your head on the pillow at night knowing like mm-hmm. you are present with yourself and you are completely guided and understanding who you are and very much content with that. So I want you to imagine back during that time what if you had taken some of those paths and opportunities people wanted to? And say like, Becky is now the new Martha Stewart. Right. What then? How do you imagine you would be feeling right now? I can picture it. I can literally picture that I am miserable. When you lay your head on the pillow at night, what is the feeling? Discomfort and Maybe sorrow. desperation? Yeah. Frantic?
0: Well, and what have I done? I would probably feel like, what have I done? What is all this for? None of this matters. That's Mm -hmm. what I would feel. I would feel like I sold my soul.
1: Because here's the thing, guys. You can have, quote, success in any area of your life. The biggest house, a business that is international and visible and all these things. And by the way, none of those things are bad. None of those things are bad. Totally,
0: Great things. But if
1: it is not built on a foundation of clarity... Of self understanding, acceptance, love, and deep, deep self trust, it will bring you nothing but misery. Mm -hmm. It might not happen today or tomorrow. And you might even fool yourself for a minute to think that the input you're receiving about what you're creating or doing is amazing. But when you lay your head down on the pillow at night, you are going to have discontent. You are not going to have peace. Right. And like you said, What is all of it for if you don't have peace? Right. If you don't have contentment and peace, none of it matters. And can I
0: be clear to say that I understand what that feels like? It's not like, oh, I figured this out years ago and then it's just been my guiding force and I've never faltered in that. False. That's exactly why I had an anxiety attack last spring. That's exactly why. Because I was so wrapped up in the stuff that didn't matter that I thought was going to be the successful thing to do that I did sell my soul. It did, I did get lost. I got so lost. I got mm-hmm. so confused. It's uncomfortable and not in a good way. Yeah. So I, I just, I just want to say like sometimes you do have to go through the muck to figure out that that's not what you want. That's not going to drive you
1: closer to your purpose. Absolutely, it's not. Okay, are you ready for I'm consideration so three? Okay, You're going to really love this one. Okay. It's articulation, okay? Bingo. So often we don't open our mouths because we're afraid that what is going to come out of our mouths is going to sound stupid mm-hmm. or wrong or we're not going to be able to get our thoughts out or we're not going to be able to say what's actually in our heart. And let me tell you, articulation is a practice. Yes. It's not, I mean, I do think some people have an articulation gift where they're just really super good with connecting feelings with words. I agree. But for most people, how you articulate your feelings is you start talking, Mm -hmm. right? And it might be to a trusted friend or it might be to yourself, right? Have you ever had that experience where you're talking to a friend and maybe you're even talking to them about something they're going through or something you're going through and you start to say things. And as you say it, you're like, that is exactly how I feel. But had you not have started to speak and try to figure out the words, you never would have known. Absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah. So the practice of articulation literally is so key to us getting to know ourselves and returning to ourselves. Because honestly, how in the world can you expect to connect with anyone else or have anyone else know you if you can't articulate who you are For yourself, Yeah. Even if no one else hears it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if no one else hears it, because also too, and Becky and I are super learning about this right now, but there is an energetic presence when you have that contentment, the confidence, the clarity that provides a way for people to connect with you. It literally draws people to you. So if you're seeking for more connection in your life, clarity, because the energy you are going to put off is going to literally attract your people to you. I totally agree with that so deeply. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about articulating, I'm serious. Talk to yourself. When Mm -hmm. you're driving in the car, talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. Talk out loud. Prayer is a really good one for me. And oftentimes when I'm praying or talking to God, I do talk out loud Mm -hmm. because I need to hear my words. I need to be speaking them so I can understand what's true. Mm -hmm. I'm writing sweet mother writing. If you're <laughs> afraid of sounding dumb, well a get over that, but b write. Just pick up a pen and paper, open up your computer, type write, just start brain dumping. Mm-hmm. We have an awesome episode about it's called weeding the garden and you can go back and listen to that but it talks about this brain dumping activity. Brain dump. Just start writing, start doing it attempt to articulate your thoughts. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a tool for articulation when I give you the tool section. Okay. But art, you cannot underestimate the value of articulation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And and like Becky said, you guys, it really is a muscle that you have to exercise and stretch and strengthen and break it down and let it strengthen again. And, and what I'm saying doesn't mean hours a day that you're spending writing. It just means do it. It means actually do it. I hear from a lot of people, of all the things that keep them from documenting, and one of the things that comes up quite often is, but I'm just not a good writer. So yeah. and, and I keep thinking, well, but do you write? Exactly.
1: Just, just start
0: writing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just just put thoughts down. Don't worry about full sentences or spelling or just put thoughts out there. Like literally, act as if your best friend is sitting in the room with you. And you've just got this thing you've got to get off your chest. Just say it out loud. And those actual words that you just said to your, you know, imagining that your friend is there, those are the words. Use speech to text. Yeah, just write them down.
1: I speech want you to, to imagine, yeah. and in this example, I don't know where it's from, but it was in a book I read or something. But when children are learning to walk, what do we do? Oh, good You're job. You're amazing. Great job. When they fall down, it's okay. Get up. Try job, again. get button. Do it again. This is articulation, Okay. You would never tell a baby who can't walk, "You're just not a walker." Yeah. Go go sit your butt in that little <laughs> in your jumperoo, okay? Because you are not made for walking. No. No, we would never do that. We allow them to try and to reach and to try again and again and again and we encourage them, right? Yeah. One way if you want to start articulating, this is going to be mind-blowing, so I really want you to buckle up and prepare yourself. Okay. If you want to practice being articulate, okay, here we go. Okay. When someone asks you a question yeah or you're in a conversation I want you to answer them without going over your answer in your head I want you to just allow yourself to speak I know mind-blowing right well it is because because how often does someone ask us a question and we like quickly have that second of like let me curate my thoughts let me get I want to sound good I do it all the time what if you just communicated openly and honestly And even if you said something and you're like, eh, that's not quite true or that sounded weird, you could say something like, yeah, I just, I'm not sure that that's even right. I'm kind of just like verbally processing Mm. here, but Mm. maybe that's it. You know what? What if we just honestly communicated? You know what?
0: Okay. So I just had an opportunity to be on Richie Norton's podcast. It's very much,
1: um, his podcast is so good, you
0: guys, and he's so phenomenal and he focuses on business and entrepreneurship and things like that, mm-hmm. owning your life, that kind of thing. And Richie asks amazing questions, and I didn't see half of them. I didn't see coming. Of course, he wanted me to like review the path of business and where I've been and how things worked and whatever. Mm-hmm. But he threw me a couple curveballs that I was not expecting. And instead, what you're talking about is what happened. I literally was like, well, I'm processing this as I'm speaking, and this is what I think. And I figured some things out as I was talking. Amazing. And he knows it. And as a listener of that episode, which we'll link in the show notes, you'll know it. You'll be like, oh, she didn't even know that before. Mm
1: -hmm. And then she said it. (gasps) Magic. Now, here's even the more magic is when I as a listener or I as a friend hear you being safe and honest in your verbal processing, guess what happens? I know what happens. I feel safe to verbally process and not sound like I have everything figured out. Exactly. I make it a safe place for articulation all around. Yep. You guys. guys. Articulate, articulate, articulate. You cannot expect anyone else to be able to connect with you if you cannot articulate your needs and your thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. True connection is born from true honesty, from open and honest communication. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Seriously. So our fourth consideration is emotional self-reliance. To me, this is the lesson the world is learning in 2020. (laughs) We are learning how to be self-reliant. In all right? the ways. And yeah. I'm sure it's not over. I'm sure like the sky is going to turn purple oh, and aliens are going <laughs> to drop down next week. Okay. There's, there's more coming. So rather than focusing on the crap that is 2020, what if we focused on this opportunity to become more self-reliant, to become more emotionally self-reliant, to take the garbage we've been handed and take the lessons from it so that it does become meaningful and not just the year no one could go to Disneyland. Okay. (laughs) So if we keep looking, so sometimes I think we get in this pattern with our spouse, with our children. It's really unhealthy when we do it with our children, with our friends, with our work, where we are looking for that external thing to bring meaning to our lives. Social media. Social media. Good one where we're looking for those things to bring meaning to our life. We're we're looking for, we want to feel good about ourselves. And so my good marriage or my spouse makes me feel good about myself. Okay, guys, it is no one's job to make you feel good about yourself. It is no one's job to teach you who you are. That is your job. And to put that responsibility on a loved one is not good. It's not a nice gift you give them. It's not fair and it's not healthy. And it's not possible also. Yeah. (laughs) So so there's that. So there's also that. (laughs) You love these people. You love your friends. You love maybe even your business. Why would you want to put something so heavy and so impossible of a task on them as providing you with Mm self-worth? That's an awful thing to do to someone and it's an awful thing to do to yourself. So we need to stop looking for validation outside of ourselves. Who doesn't love a good gold star validation? You sure do. I love me some gold stars. In fact, when Becky's going to give me a compliment, she now identifies it and she says, I have a gold star for you. Yeah,
0: or you know that what I just said is totally a gold star, That is a gold star moment. That's her love language. Like she loves the gold stars. I
1: love gold stars. For sure. The difference is, is I cannot be reliant on the gold stars. Yeah. Okay. You can enjoy... Lovely input from other people that makes you feel great, but you cannot be reliant and that cannot craft your self worth because it just won't work. Yeah. That won't work. Getting so clear on who you are provides you the framework you need to develop emotional self reliance. Beck, what does emotional self reliance mean to you?
0: It means I depend on nothing outside of myself to be able to manage my feelings. And I mean, so what
1: happens when crap hits the fan, which it always does? Oh, crap hits the fan all the time, and I feel
0: steady and firm. That doesn't mean that I don't have hard days or emotional days or And it doesn't moments. mean it
1: doesn't suck. No, Things exactly. Can it doesn't still take suck. away
0: the scenario or the circumstance that is actually really awful, and in some cases, devastating or whatever. But emotional self-reliance to me is being firm and knowing going back to identity that I'm okay, no matter what, like I'm okay, this is hard or this sucks or whatever, but this
1: is, this doesn't define me. Yeah. It's being able to bring yourself to your grief, being able to bring yourself to your pain, to the circumstances we can't control, which sadly, maybe not sadly, we can't control circumstances. We can almost never control them. So we need to learn to focus on the one thing we can control, Mm -hmm. which is how we feel about ourselves, which is our self-reliance, which is our clarity. It is our foundation we're building for ourselves so that we can exist in any of those situations and know that it's okay.
0: And not just know that it's okay, but really thrive. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the goal. I think that would be the goal is we can get through those things, but also how amazing would it be to be in the thick of a, a deep challenge and be like, okay, like I'm I'm good. I'm good. We're good. We're and being
1: able to say I'm in pain. Yep. And this pain feels awful. Yep. And I know it's not doesn't define me and it's not going to kill me. And that I'm able to sit here mm-hmm. in this pain. Yep. In this chaos. Here we are. In this disappointment, mm-hmm. in this failure, whatever it is, and not lose my sense of self and not lose my identity to that external thing that's happening to yeah. us. Yep. Guys, emotional self-reliance all day long. everybody needs it
0: right now. We can't survive without it because everything's such a mess and I, not everything, but yeah, everything. Yes. (laughs) Like so much of our world. And I don't mean just in a global sense. I mean, our existence, so much of a, of what's happening even in our closest quarters is just hard. So if we're not, if we're not emotionally self-reliant, we are going to
1: feel crushed all the time, confused, devastated. And going back to what you said, My greatest desire for my children is to have exactly what I'm talking about. I want them to be so true to themselves, so confident in who they are and be so emotionally self-reliant that they are able to be a beacon for other people, that they are able to be a safe place, that they're able to hold space for the world that is losing its dang mind right now. (laughs) That is my greatest hope for my children and the greatest way for my children to develop that Literally, the only way for them to develop that is if I model that. Mm. Not if I teach that. Teaching is fine, but modeling is how people learn, right? If I model that for my children, if I don't just tell them what that looks like and how to get there, but I show them what that looks like, it will become part of who they are. For heaven's sakes, the world needs us to stand up as emotionally self-reliant individuals. Like our very culture and humanity depends on it. And I know I'm, that sounds dramatic, folks, this is true. Like this is truth that I'm speaking right now. Okay, so those are our four considerations I want you to think about with clarity. Are you ready for some tools? I'm excited. This is the perfect way to round it out because yeah. I know that a you lot of our listeners need are feeling
0: inspired. Oh yeah, we've got to take action with this. Yeah, now.
1: and sometimes when you hear, what what I don't ever want for you podcast listeners to feel is to feel inspired and not have any idea what to do with it. Right, right. right? So we try to give you all the tools and little things you can do to implement your inspiration. Mm-hmm. Inspiration turned into action is where magic happens. That's right. Okay, so the first tool I want to tell you about is my modern story. And Aww. what this is, is Becky has created a separate Instagram account. And literally this is like free. This is like a oh, yeah. public service to the world. Yep. And she was feeling so impressed about the power of articulation and, and documenting that she wanted to create a no barrier approach to it. And so if you head over to MMS, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. head over to on Instagram, my modern story, um, there actually is, um, prompts that go up every week. And they're also as contributors. So you're not just hearing Becky give you prompts. And these prompts are very thought provoking. They're very you centered. They're very, um, exploratory. And so if you are looking to kind of, um, cultivate better articulation in your life, head over to my modern story, because it's going to give you bite-sized chunks of things to really dive into and easy, no barrier ways for you to just start Getting to know yourself.
0: Thank you for pointing them to my modern story. And really, when you when you follow that account, you're coming in on an ongoing conversation. So she, so while you are seeing prompts, and then you're also seeing like problems and solutions, and you're seeing kind of documenting inspiration. Every single post is documenting. Just remember that if you're like, but wait, where are we st- where am I starting with all of this? The free mini course that is in connection with that Instagram account is called My Modern Story, and you can find it the same place you can find our audio course. It's Mm -hmm. at classroom.beckyhiggins.com. It is F-R-E-E, free. Free. No barriers. Zero barriers, zero reasons to not just grab your seat. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Just just do it. And it takes like less than an hour and a half to go through all
1: five modules at your own pace. And it is going to give you a jumping off point with a little bit of structure because that's the thing. I'll get to this point later, actually. I'm gonna delay this point because it's very important and I want everyone to hear it, but in, I know it's a good one. I like it. Okay. Okay. So, with MMS, the other thing I wanted to point out is I love, Becky has reached out to tons of people, every walks of life, every color, nationality, race, gender, everything. Age. Everything. Mm Okay. And she is asking people to contribute. So, there are voices all kinds of voices doing articulating and where I think that is so helpful is it is like the best kind of peer modeling. Mm. And so you're able to go and read other people's words and to be able to see if those feel true for you. Mm. And you're going to be hearing all different opinions, perspectives, oh, yeah. just every different you know area of the globe and walks of life. And I love that because it helps us to understand sometimes to put words to what we are feeling. Well, the variety is so,
0: so special and such an important part of it. But I want to just point out that if it's not already obvious to you, what is uniquely um, the commonality of all of it, even though everyone's coming from such a different place in the way that they're you know making these pages with their stories is they're all documenting. That's the point. The point is that they're all taking these thoughts or insights or story or experiences and they're putting words to it and very simply making pages, one page at a time. Very simple approach and none of them have to have any prior experience. A it's lot of beautiful. these people are truly like, they've never even like done this before.
1: They're just people. They're just like people. Every one of
0: us. Like truly this, this isn't like a community of already documenting documenters. That's not, not even what it is. And it's not a community of
1: influencers either. I no. think that's important to, nope. this nope. is not like a influencer growth strategy situation. Nope,
0: not. And it's not, it's not a community of scrapbookers. It's not a community of stay at home moms. It's not a community, it is literally everyone And what Becky mentioned, old, young, um, black, white, male, female, gay, straight, like all everything that you can imagine that's just like a different walk of life, a different vantage point is covered. Mm -hmm. We, we, We want everyone to connect with this because everyone's story really matters. And what matters even more than everyone's story is that they have an opportunity and a privilege to be the author of their own story.
1: Amen and hallelujah. That's what it's about. Okay, which leads me to my next tool, which is the Live the Story You Want to Tell audio course. Yes. Um, Like I mentioned before, that fearless childhood self little tidbit you got um, is one small co- small part of a very large impactful course i think live the story you want to tell is getting to know yourself 101 is who am i 101
0: Ooh, that's a good way to put that
1: and not only is it audio files so you can take us hiking riding in the car hiking as we do <laughs>
0: driving uh, driving whatever Maundry. it is yep
1: Um, each lesson has an accompanying worksheet. So there are prompts we have beautifully designed, if I do say so, pages where you are given line upon line upon line of what to write about, different prompts, exactly what you need to be digging into. And by the end of this course, you have all these worksheets full of beautiful words and clarity that you have gained for yourself. It's amazing. I love, live the story you want to tell. I'll say it again. If I died tomorrow, I could die happy knowing that my children would have that course to take and know me and know the work that we do and know themselves better. I know.
0: Like, what's the downside?
1: It is literally the best way for you to, it is is scaffolding for you to understand how to gain clarity in your life. Can I offer a thought? Amen. If you're
0: intrigued as you listen to us talk about that, and you're like, "That sounds really interesting," and you go check it out, and you're like, "Man, it just feels like a big," because Becky, you even said it's it's a large course, meaning mm-hmm. we actually encourage you to span it across eight weeks, spread or it out, or three months, or a year, whatever. Or however you want to do it. do it however you want, or do but it this two is, or three times. Yeah, that's that's true too. But what I would encourage you to do is when you go and you, to um to the course page in the classroom try the free trial. Mm-hmm. We actually offer that where zero again, zero barrier, zero cost, like just listen to the whole first module for free mm-hmm. whenever you want, but sooner rather than later because you're going to know and feel impressed as to whether or not this is something that resonates with you or maybe not at this time. So if you're curious but you don't want to fully invest yet, Well, then there you go. Try it out for free.
1: Try Try. the intro out for free. And like Becky said, you can get that at classroom.beggiehiggins.com. You can get it if you sign up for my email subscription on beckyproudfit.com. There's a hundred different ways to get it. The important part is that, quite honestly, you get it. Yeah. Try it out. Yep. Okay. The third thing... This fourth. is kind of uncomfortable. This is the third tool. Oh. The, so, this is kind of uncomfortable for me to talk about. This is me like me having to, to work it? through some of my <laughs> things. Is this week I finally officially announced um, some coaching that I have been doing for months actually so already? Excited. Okay. And <laughs> so good. this coaching is kind of an extension of the audio course and oh, so much more. And what it is is it's one on one clarity coaching to get you super focused on who you are, mm-hmm. on what it is you actually want want and steps you can take to actually get the life of your dreams to live the story you want to tell. Back, back, back. Back, back, back. (laughs) Why are you uncomfortable with this? Because it feels a little self-promotional. I understand. Is that the only reason? Uh, Pretty much. Okay. Well. Because I love it so much. I
0: know. It's very near and dear to your heart and you've actually watched the lives of your already there clients that you've already been Mm -hmm. working with be bettered. And, and it's been the most exciting thing for you to be able to see your purpose come to life and the way that you're guiding people and the things that they're saying to you and the way that they are weeping with you Mm -hmm. on these phone calls. And so when you, when you pour so much of yourself and your love and your care and your attention into something, then I think it's more than just like, "Ah, I'm uncomfortable with self-promotional things. Cause that's Mm -hmm. something I had to get over a long time. Cause it is awkward promoting yourself. And also when you just pour so much love into it, yeah. it's almost like you're just standing in front of the world naked like it is. Ah, here
1: this I am. is my offering.
0: <laughs> and you know how so, I know it's
1: the right thing? Because oh. I did the work to get really, really, really clear. And you know what feeling I have when I lay my head down on the pillow at night? Tell I seriously me. could cry right now. Tell me. I am so deeply fulfilled because mm. I am using every part of who God created me to be because I know what those things are. I know what I'm here to do and I'm doing it. And there is no greater fulfillment or contentment that comes than when all those pieces align and they're aligned for me. Like I am a product of the work that I do because I did the work for myself. Can I say something
0: else? Yeah. You guys, if I may, Becky doesn't know I'm doing this. I And she, as you know, she's the one that kind of is leading this entire So, I don't know all the places that she's going to go with it. But since she brought it up, and I'm so excited, you know, I'm her biggest fan. I want to tell you, or I will say I want to testify, (laughs) that for a girl like me who has done a lot of this work myself, and especially as you guys know, with Becky and I doing this podcast work together, we've grown individually as human beings so much from doing this work the last couple of years. I thought I figured out like a lot, a lot, a lot. And I have. And I still have a lot more to learn, but it blew me away when Becky actually was like, okay, like right now in this moment, I'm not your friend. I'm your coach. I mean, you're always my friend. But when we had that opportunity and it kind of presented itself and I just went along with it and I was just vulnerable and, and open and receptive and you literally coached and extracted things from me that I had never thought about before. Well for me that manifested itself in a lot of tears. <laughs> right? You remember? I do. I yes, was yes, I so <laughs> profoundly moved by this this clarity is the only word I can think to say. I felt a greater sense of clarity and what I'm doing and why. Like how I even got to this place and what it means for me moving forward, it's everything. There you go. This is my little testimonial. You're so sweet. It's everything. It has it has made such an impact on my life. And I noticed in my conversations with you how the lives of these others that you've been coaching have been impacted as well. And it
1: all comes back to clarity. It all comes back to clarity because here is the heart. And this was kind of that wrap-up thought I stopped myself from saying before. I'm so glad you're circling back. I do not believe that we were sent to this earth to be dependent on other people, to be dependent on having... A life coach for the rest of your life, or having to subscribe to a program for the rest of your life. I believe Agree. that the answers to all of our problems, that the answers to all of our questions lie inside of us. I think mm-hmm. we came to this earth with every single thing we needed to fulfill the measure of our creation, to have a peace, a fulfillment, and a happiness that is so aligned and so much deeper than anything we could possibly dream. All of that is already inside of us. It's not about us learning and becoming something different. It's about taking the things that are inside of us, realizing that, understanding it, and bringing that to our life. Because I promise you, I promise, promise, promise you, you will have more peace and more fulfillment than you could ever dream. Because you are in alignment with who you are, who you have always been, and who you are created to be. Mm -hmm. My goal as a coach is to give you tools so that you no longer need me as your coach Mm -hmm. so that you are completely self-reliant and that you are the hero of your own story.
0: Tell me right now how to be (laughs) coached by you. Tell me how to find this opportunity.
1: So right now I'm full. Like I didn't even talk about it and I was full and then I opened up some more spots and was even more full. But here's the thing. You can go to beckyproudfit.com. At the top of my website, there's a link called Clarity Coaching. And that is where you apply for Clarity Coaching. I'm opening spots up as soon as they become available. So if you are interested in this, go. Fill out the application. There's a little question on there. And get in line. There you go. Because I'm scaling up. And I'm loving what I'm doing so much. that I think I'm going to be opening and expanding more. And we'll be able to help and do more people that are waiting. So if as you're interested. You should. Head oh. on over.
0: There, there there's some interest. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. And I want to just um and, and there was nothing else you were going to share, right? As far as tools. I'm not there was th- those are the three oh, tools because okay. I
1: think those are the no barrier tools to get to to get you started yep. on your journey to be self-reliant. As we as we
0: close out here, I wanna go full circle to something that Becky mentioned earlier as she kind of rounded out her thoughts with that. Um She, we want you to get to that point of total self-reliance in all the ways, but emotional self-reliance and being able to really feel confident and clear about your go-forward is literally life-changing and will bring you to the point. Here we go, full circle, where you don't have to collect your gurus, Mm -hmm. and we should be impacted by other people. We should be influencing each other. We that we are here for each other. But at the end of the day, if everything and everyone around you crumbles and falls. And, and it's susceptible to the woes that are, that are wrapped up in a pretty bow of 2020. Mm-hmm. You can stand strong and confident and firm and clear because of your self-reliance. And you don't need to rely on anyone else to help you feel empowered and that's amazing.
1: That's amazing. To have that foundation literally unblocks you. We, we don't realize how much we block ourselves from love that is trying to reach us. Going back to that Heidi quote where it says, we can only give love to the extent that we know how to receive. When we unblock ourselves from all the things that are preventing us from receiving inspiration, from receiving love, from opportunities that are waiting and are just waiting for us to be ready, Literally anything that you build on top of that firm foundation is going to be strong and steady and so meaningful just for you.
0: That's the goal that is the goal. Friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week.
1: Bye-bye. Bye guys. You just sound sweet. I'm like, guys, dude. I think I do that. No, you never do do that. Yes, I do. Guys, I just need you to be a little quieter, okay? You want to see me? I want to hear you shatter glass. (laughs) Guys. That was a good try. It was was so forced. You're like, guys. (laughs) Guys, can you hear me? No, that was even sweet. Guys, guys, do that. (laughs) try that
0: just wanted you know that we love you
1: <laughs> oh taylor's here oh hi taylor
0: <laughs> do you need the blanket for no. this one would it be helpful no um what why are you scared i'm touching stuff no i just you've never recorded without it i'm just thinking maybe i'll get it
1: i'm a big girl <laughs> we'll see Oh uh, yeah, right <laughs>